When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, we have a very cool podcast for you guys tonight. I'm sitting here with Sean Peter from the band The Ghost Town Rebellion. What's up, man? Hey, everybody. How you doing? I mean, I'm just excited to get you guys on the show. To be honest with you, when I, I remember when I first sent you an email, or I sent you a message on Facebook. And I said, hey, can I play some of your music? And you sent me a song. You didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing. So you're, I think you're the second band to send me a song from bands I didn't know. So. Well, I, I, I'm just happy to share my music. If anyone asks me, to, can I have one of your songs? I'm just like, sure, you know. Play it. To listen to it. If, if people like my music, that just makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Do I... Yeah, I haven't been in a band in a long time, and I kind of miss that feeling. And I don't know how you do it because you're busy, I'm busy. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have time. I barely have time to do this podcast, you know. So that song you have, Diamond Queen, that has a really cool music video to it. When did you guys make that video? Uh, we shot it in July. Uh, my guitar player had a mutual friend down in the Delta. Uh, down by Clarksburg on the Sacramento County side, and uh, he lived right on the river in the pe- middle of a peach orchard. And he's like, "Dude, I got the perfect spot to go film this." And so we went out there on the fly and then shot it in like two or three hours. So it was really, really quick. That's fast, yeah. Yeah, like we just did straight takes of the whole song, and then with his uh, video editing genius, he spent about a month and a half editing. <laughs> Yeah, so I do make a little bit of music with a buddy of mine who's a producer, and we just have fun with it, you know, but he sits there, and he'll sit there for like two to three months sometimes, editing, adding things, changing things. I I, I try to sit through just like an hour with him, and I was like, dude, no, I'm out. (laughs) I don't have patience for that. I do all the audio stuff mostly. Uh, That song actually was produced by uh, Michael Rosen. Most people know him like through... Bands like Papa Roach, Journey, Rancid, etc. Uh, et 
and I met him about 10 years ago, and we started working with him about two and a half years ago recording, and so he's been kind of bringing us up to the next level, which has been awesome. Dude, it is so... I mean, you guys must... Be, I know you guys can't go on tour right now because of everything. We t- kind of talked that yeah. about that a little bit. Um, are there, like, even any venues you can play? Because Sacramento has, like, a lot of cool little bars and things like that, you know? Well, Sacramento's... It's, everything's pretty much shut down. Uh, they're starting to do, like, some outdoor kind of stuff you know small groups social distance and stuff but as far as the bar scene goes and playing inside of a bar or inside venue we're probably not going to see that until probably sometime early next year at least yeah man I, and that's kind of sucks too because I'm, I'm i'm actually from i lived in sacramento for a little bit um i'm from vacaville so but i but i i've lived in davis and sacramento and there's the sacramento scene has some of the coolest music and your band just adds to that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play Diamond Queen right now since we only got, you know, 45-minute podcast. And I want to get some of your songs knocked out. And I have some pretty good questions for you. So uh, here is Diamond Queen from the Ghost Town Rebellion.
Yeah, man. That song is catchy, dude. <laughs> do you write do you do you write all the songs? Uh yeah. Uh Mike, my other songwriting partner, he's the other he's the other vocalist that you see with the guitar player. He, we're the we're the key songwriters, but the whole band actually writes together. So Mike and I will come up with the main idea and then uh, we bring it to the band, we kinda jam it out so we're happy with the structure. And then we go in the studio and, and uh, it, it, the song will change to what the producer wants to do with it. Well, it's very, it's very, uh, your cadence, I, on all your songs, I, I listen to them, you're, you have a really unique cadence style in the way you sing, and I think that really brings the band to the next level uh, because of what you're doing with your vocal style. Yeah, it's just something that uh, Mike and I sing in the same timbre completely. So, like, he'll on that song, he was singing the chorus lead, and I sing on the verses lead. And then during the verses, he's doing harmonies, and during the choruses, I'm doing the harmonies. So, who would you who would you say like your main musical influences are? Because the, your style is very different. It's it's very your own. Like, if I said what that what does that sound like? It, I would say it sounds like the Ghost Town Rebellion. You know, there's not really another band to compare it to, but what would be some of your, like, major influences, I guess, when it comes to songwriting and producing? Songwriting, producing, you know, it's, it's going to be very cliche. Like, you know, like Beatles, Beach Boys, Led Zeppelin, you know, Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins. For sure. Uh, and, and then, uh, I, I, like, we're very, the band itself is very, very eclectic. We listen to a lot of things. Like, uh, I think last couple of years, what's been in my CD player like El King or Nathaniel Ratliff and Night Sweats or um, I really we really like uh, the record company uh, and then we listen to a lot of bands from Sacramento too that no one will ever hear unless <laughs> they put out and, and then uh, and then we, we kind of like that's the cool thing about Sacramento is like most of the people half the people at any given show are from any other band and they could be a hip hop band or a country artist or rock artist or whatever it is and then everybody just kind of goes to everybody's show still which is still really cool and that's been going on since as far as I, I know and sure. we're all really support each other so and then we all like vibe off each other too so it's like oh they did that Let, you know like we'll put like a hip hop beat or something or a hip hop record's gonna go like well I like that little country twang that this <laughs> band over here did because we were at their show the other day and they seem like cool people and we like their, their music and and you're you're ta you're pretty talented because you play. I mean, I, I saw that you played the banjo. You, yeah, you play the trumpet, right? Yeah, I was in the orchestra when I was a kid for like six years. You sing. What other instruments do you play? Uh, I can play bass. I used to play drums till I broke my wrist and got my chops back after I did that. And then um, just basic stuff on the keyboard. And then I also play uh, euphonium, so which is like a small version of the tuba. So I can play trumpet and euphonium. Man, that, I mean, how, how old are you? Uh, 44. <laughs> so, so well, hell, man, you don't look 44. I thought you were going to say like 32 or something. I was going to say, but 44, and, and so you probably really know all your instruments. Uh, I mean, you probably know them very well. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. Like, if I'm going to pick something up. I mean, I also play, Mike and I also both play lap steel, so, like, if I want to pick something up... That's cool. I want to learn. I want to learn it. I'm, I'm going to practice it, and so uh, I'm happy with uh, fi uh, at least learning the basics of an instrument, because I've always been into, like, a wall of sound when it comes, like, 
being growing up and playing in the orchestra, you want to sound like an orchestra in your mm-hmm. band. Especially when we're recording, when we throw everything, including the kitchen sink, into a recording. <laughs> so, um, each song could have like you know as little as like fifteen tracks, or as high as like fifty. I mean, we could have just like one instrument for like ten seconds in part of the song, but it's like, well, we felt like that needed to be there. Right. So, do you, do you play banjo in, in your songs uh, with the Ghost Town Rebellion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I don't play I, there's usually always one or two songs uh, on each record that will have a banjo part man so how, how long has how long has the band been together uh, I started working on the project about seven years ago a band called a single second and we must have we toured the United States for a good 13 years playing everything from the east coast all the way to the west coast and back and forth constantly and uh, that band just kind of stopped we didn't break up it just kind of stopped and um musically i wanted to go uh in a different direction adding like more of americana feel and some going back to my roots of like blues and like folk music but still wanting to be a heavy rock band you know so our fans kind of call us grit rock so it's kind of like grungy swampy and bluesy it is that's a good that's a good that's a good name for it because i couldn't really classify because i was thinking you know they're kind of alternative but they also have some of that bluegrass kind of feel. Um, it's it's definitely rock, obviously, but it's a very, like I said before, a very unique style. I think a lot of, I mean, you guys must have a lot of fans. You know, every time you put something out there, I'm sure you get thousands of people that want to listen to it. Our fan goes from like little kids to like people in their 60s and 70s, and they come to shows. It's like, which is really cool. So we have something for everybody. If we play a show by ourselves, we'll play for three straight hours, nonstop. So, like, we'll like we'll open up for ourselves acoustic, and then as the younger crowd starts coming in, then the amplifier, the older crowd kind of weeds out, and the younger, and then the amplifiers turn on, and then it's like a full rock show for a couple hours. That is so cool, man. I I love it. I, if you guys ever come, huh? If we're never playing late at night and the bar's standing out, then we kind of bring it back down again, you know. If you guys ever come to Oklahoma City. Shoot me a message, because uh, I will go to your show. I'll, I promise you I will go to your show. <laughs> so, that was, yeah. that you... was, uh, the Midwest and the Southwest was on the tour. Uh, we had bookings and stuff, but because of COVID, we literally, like, since March, have not played 80 shows. God, man, that is so horrible. That we is... Usually play, we usually play about 150 shows to 200 shows a year from... And we do the entire, right now, we were doing the entire Pacific Northwest for about five straight years. And we were just start, we actually had our first Southern California and Southwestern dates booked. And then it all stopped. <laughs> we literally were in the middle of a 30-day tour when, when COVID happened. Uh, <laughs> man, COVID messed up with so many things for so many people. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to play your song, The Fall. And then... And yeah. then I got some more good questions for you. Okay, this song is called "The Fall." Hey, and and, and Sean, uh, thank you for doing this podcast. We really appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yes, yes, sir. Let's go.
So when does your new album El Dorado drop? Uh, hopefully the end of this year. It got pushed back like it kept. Get, we were supposed to be out in March, and then we're looking at June. And then the single Diamond Queen finally got released through Gateway Records, and so we're trying to like write off of that, and then we'll probably start dropping singles around the holidays off of El Dorado. Okay. So we're gonna do we're gonna do one single a month uh, every like two or three months with a new video. That's the way to do it. So all we've been doing in our spare time right now is just shooting music videos because that's all we can do as far as promoting ourselves. Right. We really, um, I think we're gonna do our first full band stream next month. So. Do you have an album that you've done so far since you've been in this band that you would consider like your favorite album that or like your favorite song on the album? Uh, on this current album? Yeah. Eldorado, the, I, my favorite song is the one he just played, The Fall. Okay. That literally last minute edition we did in July. Because the album got pushed back, and then we, Mike and I have been writing our, and then we had that song, sent it to our management, and they're like, oh, dude, just, yeah, album getting pushed back. Go back in the studio, record some more stuff. So <laughs> we ended up recording two more songs, and, and then we, that song, we actually did that completely ourselves in, in our own studio. We have our own recording studio. Uh, we didn't we didn't work with Michael on that one. So I, I tracked all that myself, and uh, we spent about a week on that song, and then uh, two weeks total, um, actually. Um, it took us about like three days to mix it, and then we mixed uh, at Puss Cavern here in studio with Joe Johnson. Uh, he did all the original Cake records, the first couple of Cake records. Okay. And then uh, he also mastered it. So, do you have do you have a favorite song out of every single song you've ever written? That's like uh, in your head, like you just you, every time you hear it, you're like, I can't believe I wrote that song. Uh, mostly, almost any, mostly the most newest ones we write. Uh, for me, that's my favorite song so far. Uh, it's just just kind of one of those songs I wanted, like when you. I mean, have everyone just kind of like if we were to play it live I would love to see everyone just jump up and down and bounce you know it's just kind of like a bouncy song yeah but, but uh, I've, I've had many I think uh, many songs I'm like wow I actually wrote that that's awesome <laughs> that, yeah that's pretty good I, every now and then I'll even do that I'll come up and I'm not a great writer but I'll, I'll do something I'm like that's pretty I'll listen to it later I'm like that's pretty cool I did that you know and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that still amazes me that like I'm like the that I have, that's, you know, I, I work with, I have some really good songwriting partners and we get together and, and we have fun just creating something and we all just love sitting in our cars, driving around together and uh, listening to our own music. I think that's when we have the most fun. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever critique yourself? Like, like, um, I mean, obviously, I guess every band does that where you want to take something out, you know, but have you ever recorded something, it was done, it was produced, and then you go back in your head and like, you know, maybe, maybe we should go back and take this part out. sometimes him and I are on the same page and sometimes we aren't and I've actually taken some stuff that we did that we wanted to add some stuff to that he was like no I don't, I don't think we should do that 
but we went and had, had to get it remixed anyway, so we ended up adding some stuff, and it, it, everybody was like, oh, that did sound better, so, <laughs> or, but, uh, yeah, there was plenty, plenty of material, like, and then when you have songs, you start off as a band, and you play, and you really like the song, and sometimes it clicks with certain audience members, and then sometimes it doesn't, you're like, oh, God, what's wrong with the song? And then mm-hmm. you might change a drum pattern or a beat, or you do take a part out of the song, and then it seems like everybody likes it at that point. You're like, ah, that's what that's what was missing, you know, or, or that's what we need, needed to happen to that. You can analyze your own music, and it's also good when you can get the fan feedback and just from like the live performances and see maybe you need to make some adjustments because not everybody. Some people are just full of themselves and they're like, whatever, this is awesome. Everyone needs to like it. I'd honestly say 90% of what ends up on the record has been played in front of an audience probably about 100 times. That's cool, man. What's what's like, the what's the biggest... Like, no, you got... Go ahead. Like, we just... I, I Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a thing. Like, we may find our, what's our favorite song that we like playing is not the favorite song even that... They're like, oh, that's not the single. This is the single. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then and it becomes a single or you realize... But you're not really going to know... And not every song is going to work for everybody in the audience member, but 90% of what we play, I would say, um, has, we wrote a version of it, we tried it out, and then we went in studio, uh, it became a better tune. What, what tours have you guys, like, okay, not, what tours have you been on, and where all have you played? Uh, we mostly do our own tours, uh, and okay. if we are open for... Uh, international or national act it's just like a one-off gig somewhere on the road uh, we book our own tours and we play everything we have a 1500 mile radius from here in Seattle and okay. we uh, and then it, <clears throat> so we're just constantly playing up and down I-5 Oregon, Washington, Western Nevada uh, Northern California Central California right now and then we were planning on playing, we were supposed to head out South by Southwest this year and do a week, two week tour and do like a week out there, a week back, week out and a week back as far as, and that's, that all ended. Real, real fast, huh? Happened real, real quick. It literally, unfortunately, like we ended up just rebooking the tour while we were out and just taking any show we could just to get some revenue in so we can make it home. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Man, that that just ha- has to be tough for. E- I'm like, do you need a band to play tonight? That sometimes that happens. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I, well, hey, I think you have a good attitude about everything. You know, uh, with what's going on, at least you're staying positive about it, and you're still dropping singles and you're making music videos, and that's so important right now for bands that um, that kind because of, I think some bands just kind of gave up. You know. <laughs> And there's a lot of bands that are just like, oh, we just we should just play anyway, and it's just like, oh, and everyone keeps asking us to play right now, and we're just trying to be health conscious because we have a couple of members that do have um, some uh, underlying uh, something. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's for us because we're we're a family, so like we don't do anything until we all agree on it. That's so good. We're very very democratic in the band. And then we'll argue amongst ourselves, like, you know, brothers and sisters, but um, once we have, once we all agree to an idea, then we all back each other up on that idea, and then whatever viewpoint we have and stuff, do, and so forth. Do you guys run your band like like a business, I guess? That's what you would say? Yeah, we do run it like a business. 
Um, but we also run it like a family, and we don't do anything that anybody doesn't want to do. Uh, maybe the reason why that person doesn't want to do a certain thing is the right answer. What are the pros and cons to everything that we do at this point? Um, sometimes, you know, we don't just take any gig we can unless we're in that situation. We're like, well, let's just play here tonight and see see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever accidentally played somewhere that you did not think was going to be a good show and it wind up being, like, super fun and excellent? All the time. <laughs> I figured you were probably going to say that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. And, like, you know, like, we're a rock band, but we also play our whole set acoustic. Like, if we show up to a gig and we're like, rock show's not going to happen tonight. We're going to clear this room in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So, and then we bust acoustic guitars out and we're doing MTV Unplugged, you know. And we, and we, and like, and we've actually done full tours. Like, we're just going to do an acoustic tour and then just play acoustic and then just play a bunch of like really really small venues that have like 30 40 people in them and just make it instrument as hell yes as heck and but we also bring our you know we have our electric again like i said we also have our amps and everything set up so if the crowd's like hey you know let's let's raise some hell then we're gonna plug our like guitars and and then tear the place up it's important to relate to your audience and not everybody understands that and relating to your audience is key it's not that you're changing who you are to do something it's you want to be relatable because you want people to like you and and, and want to listen, and you that, and that's how you grow your audience is relating. Which like, I have friends from all different walks of life and different spectrums because I try to re- even if I disagree with someone, I try to relate to them because I still like them probably. You know, no, I'm with you 100. percent We could have completely opposite viewpoints on certain things and be completely like yeah, 100 percent on something else. And I wish everybody saw that. Unfortunately, that's respect each other and agree to disagree sometimes then certain things we just don't talk about but talk about other things that we both get along with <laughs> yeah yeah i do that all the time with some of my friends i'm very picky and choosy about my conversations with a few of them but because of that our friendship has grown into a lot more than just you know a casual hey what are you doing so exactly let's play uh we just what we just played the, we just played the fall yeah we just played the fall so we are going to play the song is called you so yeah, this is a big everyone thinks this is gonna be the big single off the album. Okay, alright, well let's check it out right now. This song is called You uh, by the Ghost Town Rebellion.
agree with everyone else that says that that song is is gonna be the one because it starts off just really smooth to the ears yeah like, like it was uh i was we were doing like something really really jazzy and then i got to do the sexy horn part <laughs> very sexy horn part yeah that, I heard, that song actually sounds different than your other songs it sounds it, now the ending of it kind of sounds similar because you guys bring back that heavy gu- guitar that I'm used to hearing in some of your other songs. That song and I think Diamond Queen is also a really good like killer song, killer song. Yeah, we were, that was the first two songs we did with Michael Rosen, so we did those at the same time. We recorded those uh, almost two years ago. Okay, okay. Um... Uh, I was going to ask you, I was going to say that song was going to be a hit, and I had a question, I wrote it down somewhere, and I don't remember what I did with it. So, <laughs> I have like all these notes on my on my, on my my notepad, and I kind of cross them off as I go along, you know? And then sometimes yeah. I'm like, at, towards the end of the episode, it's just, everything just looks like a big scribble. <laughs> you know, like, where'd that go? Where'd that go? I don't know. But that's cool. We only have like, 11 and a half minutes left anyways. So let's go with, you want to go with Poverty Ridge. Yeah, let's go with Poverty Ridge, the opening track. That's a cool name for, you know, all your songs, uh, Diamond Queen has a, that's a really, like, unique, like, that's a good name for a song. It's, uh, well, our songs are about real American history. Oh, oh, okay. And then recently we started writing songs about Sacramento history and putting music to it because I'm a historian for the city. That's my day job, and uh, and then now it's just American history. And Diamond Queen is based off of uh, it's a montage to all the famous madams of the United States. Okay. And then uh, Diamond Queen was an African American madam in New Orleans, and her name was Lulu Diamond Queen White, and she was so well known that Dolly Parton's character in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas is very loosely based upon her. Really. Your typical madam, she like took, uh, she, she was very successful, and then she also reinvested into the community and stuff like that. So, and then she tried to, and then when you know, whoever the girls and stuff that were working with her under her, she tried to encourage them to be proper businesswomen, elevate them, and then not be your typical, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I'm going to start a band, and I'm going to call it Diamond Queen, and we're going to be a, the Ghost Town Rebellion tribute band, and we're just going to cover all your songs. That would be right. And then whenever you play a show, we're going to play the show the next weekend. But that would be great. <laughs> that would be, be kind of, that'd be kind of fun to do. Go sit back and enjoy and have a beer and watch my song being played. There you go. It's like you're watching yourself. Exactly. You got to swim... You got a twin brother we can add to the band? What? I said you got a twin brother we can add to the band? I have a younger brother, but he's, he's more like, you know, he's got long dreadlocks. 
Cool. That's a good stage presence. He does play trumpet. So he plays okay. Trumpet. Hey, he's in the band. Call him after the show. Tell him you got a new band for him. Okay. <laughs> called, called Diamond Queen. And we just cover your songs. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, we're going to go Poverty Ridge. Um, and this will be the last song we play for the night. After this song's done, we're going to wrap the show up. And okay. I wanted to thank all our listeners for listening to the Ghost Town Rebellion with us. And Sean, you have been awesome. And we're going to talk more about your awesomeness right after we play Poverty Ridge. Poverty Ridge, we are not going to get a chance to play uh, Rabbit Hole or Mick Clathy and Me, which I think that's also a cool name that I could also start a band with that name. So, what's, what, what are those two songs about? Rabbit Hole is about the band being on the road and just being, you know, starving, struggling artists. And, uh, the, you know, the hook is all these years facing our fears and expressing our soul. 
all these years facing our fears down that rabbit hole. So, and it's got kind of like a, I want, I, I don't know, like, I was thinking of like an Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe, you know, that rabbit hole of life, that rabbit hole of trying to be successful and being your own, that kind of thing. And then McClatchy and Me is uh, about the Sacramento squatters' rights and how we got the Sacramento Bee in Sacramento. Uh, it happened uh, on my birthday in 1850, a big three-day gun battle in downtown Sacramento. I think it's really, I think it's really cool that you know. I lately I've been interviewing a lot of bands, doing a lot more band interviews, and just playing uh, a podcast. I enjoy the band interviews. They don't get the best, like, you know, recognition as much as, like, because you can tag a bunch of different bands and get shared a bunch of different times. Um, but I ask so many bands that, you know, that question and what, you know, what does their song mean? And sometimes they're like, like, they're, they have no idea what to say. What do you mean? What does it mean? It's, it's awesome. I'm like, yeah, but what does it mean? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Every song we have, and there's not one song that I'm not going to tell you the meaning behind it, and whether Mike sings lead on it or I sing lead on it, or so because uh, we we both know what the meaning of every song is, so we, we try to really work on our craft and and make something that not only that we enjoy that everybody else is going to enjoy. Well, I think that's awesome, man. I think your music is great. I think you're just a super nice guy. I thank you for doing the podcast. Uh, well, it's also thank you for sending me your song when I first started this, you know, two months ago, and it's growing like crazy. And I absolutely love it. We're getting a lot of good bands. Thank God, we're getting a lot of good bands finally. <laughs> I was, I was scared. I would have been scared to do an interview with you a month ago, but after some of the bands I've interviewed that are pretty good, I'm like, okay, I can, I can pull this off. So. That's why I asked if you wanted to do one. <laughs> so I appreciate it. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have any um, shout-outs to any bands that you want to say before we end the podcast? Uh, bands that uh, need some love right now. Uh, my friends Drop Dead Red. My good buddies Malcontent got back together in Vacaville. They were, they were on my show. Yeah. They, were, they did a podcast with me. Yeah, I love those guys. Right on. And then uh, uh, Cities Wish You Were From. My buddies from Ireland who are now living in Vacaville on off, uh, Chrome Rose, um, For the Kids, uh, gosh, so but that's, all kind of, that's, all, that's all the local bands I've been really listening to right now. That's awesome. Yeah, we're actually working on getting on off on for an interview. Uh, you, want, you want to just talk, about, talk to a bunch of fun old school, I mean, they're, they're from Ireland. They moved here about seven years ago. I know. I looked it up. And uh, they're right. We we t- we toured we toured with the, toured those guys all the time. Like we'll be out on the road, and it just works out where we come together for about a week mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, and we're like hanging out and partying really hard for like a week because sometimes we're the only people in the venue, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> or but, but most of the time, you know, the shows are pretty big, good, you know. But it's like it's really fun to. When you're out, because they do it like us, just go out and book a bunch of shows, and if we can hook up and do some stuff together, then yeah, let's let's make something happen, and and it just makes the night so much more fun when you're you because you because you're you're away from home, and it's kind of like you know we're hanging out with not just your bandmates but your other homies, and and we you know we all like uh, drink one off every night and go and drive to the next town, dude, again. So yeah, Paulie's a super super nice dude. Yeah. Then we'll split off, and then we'll see each other when we get home and laugh about what happened on the road and, do, and try and set something else up. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I think that about wraps everything up. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about your album or any last, any like kind of last words? You want anyone to know anything special about your band? You got like uh, 45 seconds. You can find us on all, you know, the normal formats, YouTube, iTunes, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Find our music on Amazon, um, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, we have two albums up. One's called Herbs and Dominant. We have a second album up called uh, Silver and Gold. Uh, we have two singles out on Gateway Records. One is a cover song, I'm on Fire. And then, of course, a new original, Diamond Queen, which dropped about four weeks ago. I'm on Fire is a really good song, man. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. A big, a big Boss fan, and I just wanted to uh, do something different and rock the hell out of it. And it's always been a stage favorite. And uh, Gateway uh, heard that they were doing a cover... After they picked up Diamond Queen, this is the whole story how that happened. They picked up Diamond Queen, and then I got a call two days later. This song's great. We're doing a cover uh, compilation. You guys got any covers? I'm like, yeah, we do. I'm on fire. I'm like, perfect. Send it in. So uh, we we went literally the next day, recorded it, mixed it, sent it over, and they're like, it, 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 I think we fire. I think we yeah. All right. So, well, I got to cut the show off. Thank you to all the listeners for listening to the Loud Spot. This was an interview with the Ghost Town Rebellion. Thank you, Sean, for being on the show, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.